in today's show. Looking back at all of Thursday's games in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to look back at the five games from Thursday. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did a show about streaming guys in for Friday earlier today. And, you know, look, Tyus Jones was available in some spots. Hey, he's a good stream option. Again, I guess not. Because the Grizzlies are secure in where they are. They're resting guys. Jaron Jackson is doubtful. He won't play. Steven Adams is doubtful. He won't play. Desmond Bain is doubtful. He won't play. And Tyus Jones is also doubtful. And guess what? He also won't play. There's no reason to list those guys as doubtful if they have any plan of playing them. They just won't play. Um, yeah, so there we are. So the rotation is going to be weird. Dylan Brooks is going to play. D'Anthony Melton is going to play. But how much? Like, Are they going to sort of soft rest them? Limit their minutes? Or will they blow them up to 30 minutes? I, I don't know. I'd expect big minutes from Zaire Williams. Increased minutes for Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, Xavier T. Ullman. A little bit of time for someone like Santi Aldama. Um, Jarrett Culver, John Conchar might be a stream. But the Grizzlies don't play Saturday, Sunday. So if you've got Bain, Adams, Jones, Jackson, and this is championship week, see you later. Drop them. They're done. If you play into next week, it's a tough call. I think with Adams, you've got to drop because you, you can use his roster spot to stream maybe a Friday, maybe a Saturday in. Um, Jaron is obviously good enough to hold. So is Bain and Tyus is probably a drop in that spot. If he hasn't played for three days and... You still go next week. You, you, you might be at it. You might consider him a drop. It, it is a tough call, and that one only can be only answered individually, depending on how your matchups going this week. If, if you're cruising and you're good, and then you hold, obviously. But you know you might need to make some of those tough calls on Adams and Jones. Probably not with Jaron or, or Bano. I'd say you'd keep those guys in. And in terms of how the stream value goes, it's going to be all over the place because again, Brooks and Melton. Who knows what they do. You do they just roll with Culver, Aldama, Shaq Harrison for big minutes? They, they possibly could. And that would obviously be not ideal. Trey Mann is out again for the Thunder. So you're going to get a lot of Vic Krejci, Aaron Wiggins, Teo Maladon. You're going to get a lot of whoever's available. The Incantation, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. So yeah, they're basically running that same rotation they have for the last two games, or all the same, um, the same players are available uh, for those last two games. So just uh, be aware of that in uh, in Oklahoma City. First game. What's going on with the Sixers? Seriously, you lose to the Pistons. You don't just lose; you lose pretty easily. One hundred two ninety two. They don't really want to win Detroit, but they couldn't be stopped. 102-94. And Doc Rivers, after the game, throwing James Harden under the bus. 
Doc Rivers makes some horrendously questionable decisions in so many areas. He's so good in in other areas and then just does dumb shit like center rotations and playing young people and staggering guys. He struggles with it. And then apparently throwing star point guards under the bus after a loss. Maybe he's got a little bit of a blind spot there as well. I don't know what this means for Philly, but things are not particularly good. They've got a back-to-back on the weekend. I don't know whether Harden or, or Embiid are going to rest. There is a possibility they do, considering they said there was rest planned for them coming up. And this is a back-to-back, so maybe they do sit one of these games. Be aware of that and be ready to pounce on guys like Ferky from Turkey, uh, maybe Sheikh Milton, maybe George Niang. And you hope that that happens on a Saturday so that you can actually get use in streaming those blokes in. Embiid was great. 37 minutes, 37 and 15, a steal and two blocks. Elite efficiency, elite free throw volume. Just amazing stuff. While Harden was shithouse. 18, 9, and 7, two steals and a block. It's hard to call shithouse, but it is. 27% shooting. His field goal percentage has been hugely disappointing. He was 8 of 9 from the line, but he's had so many of these low efficiency nights that it really does hurt. Toby Harris, 14, 5, and 3 for the Thick Hogsman. He also blocked a shot. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Did I say he blocked a shot? He actually blocked three of them. Really good game for him. While the Tyrese Maxey struggles continue. 13, 2, and 2. He's 129th over the last two weeks. I was going to say we all, but according to things that I read, that wasn't the case. Um, I assumed that James Harden would have a significant impact on, on Maxey and he might become a drop. And then the first three games when Harden arrived, I looked like an idiot, clearly, because he was awesome. But what we are seeing now is the impact that I thought Harden's arrival would have on Maxi. And he is now the 129th ranked player over the last two weeks. I don't think I would drop him, but he is absolutely at the back end of your roster at the moment. Really, really some struggles going on with Tyrese. Um just not getting that same volume. The efficiency isn't at that insane level that it was at. And we have seen a pretty sizable pretty sizable drop in his numbers. And that is, uh, yeah, that's where we're at with him. Not much else going on there apart from your man, Doc Rivers, going back to DeAndre Jordan. He played Paul Millsap as the backup center. And then T says, oh, I almost, almost, I almost, boys, I almost did it. I almost played Paul Reed. I almost did it. Hey, here comes DeAndre Jordan again. My guy. Like, my guy. Stop playing DeAndre Jordan. The Pistons got DeAndre Jordan in a trade and they said, no, thank you. We're going to waive you immediately. He had two points in 10 minutes. Doc, I cannot stress enough. Stop playing DeAndre Jordan. On to the Pistons. Cade Cunningham. I reckon he is... Uh, I reckon he's all right. My name is Richie Cunningham. 27, 2 and 6 with four steals. 22nd ranked player over the last two weeks. 48 fantasy points here. Has now cracked the top 50 for the season despite a really poor stretch to begin the year. He's awesome. He's really good. Um, And then they lost Marvin Bagley, who had 8-8 and in 24 minutes. You can also now lose Marvin Bagley. He's unlikely to play tomorrow. See you later. Get rid of him. He's not that good. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. How they fill that hole is the question. Giggity. Olenek played 21. He had 12-5 and with two steals and a block. He hit every one of his shots. That's coming off the back of an eight-assist game last time out while Isaiah Livers returned and played 21 and had nine points with three threes. They're going to have to basically split those minutes with a little bit maybe of Magruder getting back into that rotation. They're going to have to split that playing time. Uh, Maybe Pickett gets in there. Would I want to risk everything on streaming in Livers? No. 
Would I consider it with a Linux? I probably would, but I'm not sure it's the best out there. Bay had 20 points with four triples. Good game from him. While Hayes wasn't quite his best, but 10 points in 26 is nice. Three, oh, no, it's not nice. The three steals is nice. Everything else is a little bit underwhelming. 10, 1, and 2 for Killian. Um, Alf Stewart went scoreless, which is shit house. Missed all four of his shots, but had 12 rebounds, so at least helped in one area, while Frankie Jackson had two points in 13 minutes. I'd be worried about Joseph and Frank Jackson playing tomorrow as well. On the back-to-back, -back, Jackson dealing with the back problem and Joseph dealing with the Corey Joseph problem. Guys, college basketball, the tournament is here. After months and months of playing, we're down to four teams. So BetOnline is your number one spot for all of your betting needs, including props, odds, and contests for everything college basketball. BetOnline.net is the best spot for all of your sports, latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. If you go to betonline.net, you can actually check the odds for the championship matchup, despite the final four not being played. So if you think you know who's going to win those matches, you can actually go and have a bet and see the odds available for those potential uh, final four matchups, whether that is Duke versus um, uh, UNC or Villanova, whatever other options they've got out there now. I've completely blanked because my screen has gone blank. I'm um, sorry. The Duke Villanova or Villanova, North Carolina or Kansas, North Carolina, or Kansas Duke, those uh, those lines are all up already over at Bet Online. So it's not just basketball, though. It's your continued source for all sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. And I think I said that already. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's go to this one, which is a cracker. The Bucks beat the Nets 120-119 in overtime. Giannis... Good, good, good stuff. Another huge game from Yanni. 44, 14, and 6. 79 from the field on 19 attempts. 65 fantasy points. And he's top 10 this year in fantasy, despite the free throw percentage issues. That's great. Middleton got ejected. 16, 9, and 4. Two steals and a block. I don't think he's at any risk of getting suspended. I hate ejections in general. It was a little bit dangerous, that play, grabbing Bruce Brown's arm in the air. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I don't really think really much deserves an ejection, so I'm not going to say it deserved an ejection. While Drew Holiday had 19, 8, and 4 with six deals despite shooting poorly, and the Bobby Portis minutes mystery continued. He played 13 last game, played 31 here. Last year in the playoffs against the Nets, he DMP'd. I thought if there was any game he was going to play low minutes, it'd be this one, but no, I guess not. 31 for, uh, for Punch Bob, 9 and 9. I don't think we want to hold him, but the minutes are up. Well, Lopez had 21 minutes, 5 and 3. 29% shooting. Brooke Lopez is the 231st ranked player since returning. He's rostered basically everywhere. And I think it's name value versus production. Well, it's obviously name value versus production. We saw it trending in a certain direction. I'm not sure it's worth it, honestly. Like again, coming back from a back issue, up and down production. Wasn't top 100 last year, despite being healthy and playing 27 minutes a night. I'm not sure it's worth it. Matthews, 20, sorry, 36 minutes, 11 points with three threes, while Allen had five points in 29. They got extra minutes there again because Chris Middleton had to get ejected, and we had the overtime in there as well. I wouldn't be getting excited about any of those blokes. Kevin Durant did hurt his ankle late in this game, but ended up with 27, sorry, 26, 7, and 11, a steal, a block, three triples, 45 minutes. Played through it. Hopefully nothing too serious going on there. While the Shark, Bruce Brown. Where's my sound? 
23, 5, and 3, a steal, and 3 blocks. A massive game from Brownie, who is a 12-team league player. Irving had 25, 3, and 5 with 4 triples. Well, the big avocado, 29 minutes for Drummond. Only 4 points, but 10 boards, 4 assists. I think he'd had 1 or 0 assists in 9 straight games, and then today he had 4. 2 steals and a block. Missed both his free throws, of course. And the minutes are up as Lamarcus Aldridge continues to get DMP'd. Nick Claxton got the backup minutes, 11 and 8, two steals and a block in 24 minutes. I'm feeling a little bit more confident that he's going to continue to do that, but still not 100% locked in there because Nash can change shit all the time. While Mills' struggles continued, three points in 16 minutes, and Seth Curry had 16. Not much else. The four threes are nice, of course, but three rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks for uh, Seth Curry. Let's look at the next game. This will blow out. The Hawks beat the Cavs 131-107. After two DNPs in a row, the Discman, Sidi Asman, played 27 minutes and had 21-6-4 with three triples. I, I tell you now, there is zero chance of being able to understand or predict that. You can't, you can't do it. After being out of the rotation in the doghouse, you come out and play like this and play so much. I wouldn't trust it at all, but it's frustrating. The C part of 26 minutes for Moses Brown. It's empty, 15 and 13. Like They're good, but there's not a lot else there. But impressively, 5 of 6 from the line, 71 from the field with a block. If you need boards, if you need blocks, if you need field goal percentage, Moses Brown is a stream option while Mobley is out. Levert only played 24 minutes. The ups and downs with this bloke continue. 9 and 5 with 2 steals and a block. Um, you hold him for the remaining two games, but it's rough. While Garlo played just 30, he had 18, 1 and 8 with a triple 1. Another poor percentage night for Garland. Actually, from both the field and the line, you still hold him, but everyone's minutes are down due to the blowout. Markkinen played just 20. He had 8 points, and Okoro had 6 in 25, and obviously not a good fantasy option, only be holding him because of schedule. The Kevin Love disappointment continues. Remember, Alex, five games, man, Okoro or Love or Markkinen or Stevens, and we get this bullshit. Eight points in 21 minutes for Love. And then we had Lamar Stevens have six and eight in 27 minutes. Just the frustrations of um, poor players, I guess, or, or inconsistent players and inconsistent rotations. For the Hawks, Trey Young did hurt his groin. He was able to return. Only played 28 minutes, 30 and two with nine assists and four threes. While Fander Pants had 23, two and two, two steals, five triples. Big game from Herder. He is on fire at the moment. It will cool, but he's on fire. Gallinari returned. The old Italian cock. Hands off my cock. But he didn't start. He played only 23 minutes. 4-4-3. Four, four, and three. They play again tomorrow. Hopefully that was just them easing him back in. Um, no, sorry, they don't play again tomorrow. My bad. They play um, Saturday. Again, uh, they play again on Saturday. So good schedule there. And surely his minutes push up. We don't need 27 Timotei Lawawu Cabro minutes. But he did play all right in this one. Capella was unbelievably energetic. 12 and 14, two steals, three blocks. Played well, only 23 minutes, nothing more needed. While Kongwu picked it up as well. 17 and 12 with a block and 100%. Good stream option for a Kongwu for Saturday with the low volume on. Only 22 for Bogdanovich, 22 minutes. That's two games in a row with 22. He was questionable coming in. He was able to play, but they didn't need anything more here. While Hunter really struggled. 5-1-2 in 21 minutes. Again, low minutes due to the blowout, but he was shit house when he was out there. No steals, no blocks. One rebound, one of the worst rebounding forwards in the game and shot the ball poorly, which again has been a pretty persistent trait for DeAndre Hunter throughout this season. Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. We're here looking to, you know, we all want snacks. We all love treats, but sometimes we don't love what it does to our body. And Bilpa can help you with that because instead of reaching for one of those candy bars with the high calories, you can reach for a Bilpa. And it's going to do you good because not only is it low calorie and low fat and low carbon, low sugar, 
but it's also high in protein, like 17 grams in most of these bars. They've got the traditional built Bar protein bar. Also, their marshmallow puff ones, which are protein-infused marshmallow. So get to the website, which is built.com, browse their entire range, see which flavors tickle your fancy, cookies and cream, the goat for me, check them out, and use the code LOCKED15, and you will save 15% off your order. Built Bar is built different. Clippers choke away a win over the Bulls. Chicago gets it 135-130 in overtime. That is 16-point lead, the Clippers, in this one. Um, just seeing an update now that Kevin Durant has said his ankle is hurting. Hmm, let's keep an eye on that. Let's look at the Clippers side of things. Reggie Jackson, 40 minutes overtime game. 34 points, 6 triple 7 assists. He's, that alleged minutes limit is obviously out the window with Paul George back. Numbers way up. Same with Nick Batum's 19-minute limit. He played 38 here and had 17, 5, and 2. Two steals, three blocks, and four triples. It's the Batum conundrum. Like That's a sick line. It's awesome. And then he'll go 2-1-0 and zero in the next game, making it really hard to roster him. Same with Marcus Morris, who had 24-4. and four. It is a back-to-back for the Clippers. Did Batum and Morris play? There's some thought that they maybe they don't, but Morris apparently was seen post-game and asked about it, and he like sort of winked and nodded that the injury designation wasn't real and he's fine to go tomorrow if needed. So who knows what they're going to do. Paul George didn't play in overtime. He'd reached his minutes limit, 22-4-5 with three steals. Shot poorly, but shot a lot, and his numbers have been great since returning. While Bob Covington really didn't do much, seven points, but he had a block. He's 100% from the field, and he hit a three. The Zubats-Hartenstein switched back, and this is the warning that we gave. Hartenstein had been dominating, but it said at any point, Ty Lue can just dick us over, and he did. 18 minutes for Hartenstein, 4-4, four and four, 32 for Zubats, 11-9. The unpredictability, well, it's predictably inconsistent, maybe, is the better way of putting it with these Clippers rotations. Zubats have been struggling. Hartenstein have been killing. Hartenstein, top 40 player over the last two weeks. Zubats outside the top 200. And then we get the switcheroo here. I would hold Hartenstein. Game tomorrow. But this was always a risk. Amir Coffey out of the rotation again, while Terrence Mann under 20 minutes in an overtime game with four points and three rebounds. But if those guys rest tomorrow, Mann might get an elevated role. So if you do have him, maybe you want to hold just to see what happens with Morris or what happens with Jackson to see if more minutes are available. DeRozan was great in this game. 50 points in 43 minutes, six assists, unbelievable efficiency, 65% shooting, unbelievable from the line, 14 of 15 there. While Pat Williams started the second half over Caruso, Played 37 minutes and had a 10 and 12 double-double with two blocks and two threes. Now, he doesn't take any shots at all, four of them, but he hit them all. This is the first good game that we've seen. Prior to this, he was the 349th ranked player since well, this season. So he'd been obviously really bad. This is a really good fantasy line. I wouldn't rush to grab him, but there's going to be value at least in streaming him for Saturday. Vooch had 22 and 14 and Caruso played 33. Got us the assist, didn't get the steals. The seven assists are nice. Not much going on there, though. Seven and three. Well, Desunmu played 24, and his struggles continue. Eight, two, and two. Levine, just really rough. 29% shooting and only 77 from the line. He ended with 21, four, and five, so the counting stats are fine, but a big hit in percentages, while Kobe White had 11 points in 23. And Javante Green, who was regularly getting 27 minutes, played 12, and he had two and three with two steals. That's, of course, with uh, Caruso and Pat Williams back. They don't need what limited things that Javante Green brings. They all play again on Saturday, so there's going to be stream value here, but Williams has pushed ahead of Desunmu and Green and probably and White as well, but no guarantee he repeats this because we have seen multiple times where he struggled and hasn't been able to put up that sort of value. All right, let's do the last game. The Jazz 
and the Lakers in Utah. So I guess the Lakers at the Jazz. Jazz win it. Unfortunately, I said I had them at minus 13 and a half and they won by 13. So missed that one by half a point. Oh, well. 122-109, the Jazz win it. For the Lakers, they trotted out another crazy starting lineup that included uh, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, Trevor Ariza, and Stanley Johnson. And as I thought we would get more Dwight minutes against Rudy Gobert, he had 21 and 12, 69% shooting. I was going to self-giggity at them, but let's do the let's get, get the full thing. Giggity! But of course, LeBron and Anthony Davis are back tomorrow, so the stream of Dwight is done. Stream of a lot of these guys might be done. Monk had 14, 4, and 4. I would hold him for tomorrow, but expect it to go tits up. While Westbrook had 24, 6, and 7, while going 6 of 10 from the line. And Stan Johnson did nothing. Two points in 23 minutes. Ariza did a little bit more than that. 6 and 5 with two blocks. But everything's going to change with LeBron and Davis likely back playing tomorrow. DJ Augustin hit three threes. Not even sure he remains a rotation player. Maybe he does a little bit, but not massively keen on it. While Horton Tucker had 11-2-2, two, two, two steals and a block. It's a good line right across the board. He was 342nd before today's game in the last two weeks. So I don't think there's much to get excited about there. And again, Austin Reeves off the bench in this game had three points and Mallow had 12 in 26 minutes. Mallow is still rostered in a lot of leagues and he absolutely should not be. For the Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich, only 22 minutes. 11-3-5. They play again on Saturday, so you've got to hold there and hope the minutes go up. While Royce O'Neal, he continues to really struggle. Two points in 29 minutes, 14% shooting. But again, if you do have him, you're just holding because of how good the schedule is to play on Saturday when there's only five games on. Clarkson had 19 points with two steals. Conley, 18-2-4. And, and Gobert had 25-17. And, and Mitchell had 29-2-7. So good numbers from their stars. They get the job done against a team that they should have beaten, obviously. And Wancho moved to the bench with Boyan back, played 19 minutes, and I expect Wancho's minutes drop down as Boyan's push up in the next couple of games. The lines of the night for today. The monstrous is DeMar DeRozan. Waiver wire is Nico Batum. Your young gun is Kate Cunningham. And the dud of the night is the Basmati man himself, Royce O'Neal. Top 10 players in category leagues for today. Number one is DeRozan, followed by Embiid, Antetokounmpo, Durant, Trey Young, Reggie Jackson, Nico Batum, Bruce Brown, Rudy Gobert, and Kevin Herter. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50%. Batum, we can't rely upon that at all, but he was great today. Pat Williams, watch it. Stream for steals, but his minutes were way up, and I think they'll remain up. I don't think he's an ad, though. Um, although they do play Saturday, so stream value. Okongwu, play on Saturday. Stream for some big man numbers. Olenek, maybe with Bagley going down. He's a name to watch. Osman, can't trust it. Dwight Howard, can't trust it. Moses Brown can sort of at least trust it for Saturday. Luau Cabrero, they play Saturday. I wouldn't care for it, though. DeLon Wright, if he needs steals. And then Horton Tucker, no interest. For points leagues, number one was DeMar DeRozan, followed by Giannis, Embiid, Durant, Gobert, Cunningham, Capella, Holiday, Harden, and Donovan Mitchell. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.